Hey guys, and welcome back to episode 30 of The Groove, which is so crazy. But um, for the 30th episode, we have an awesome set of guests, um, disaster artists on Skype. But uh, please introduce yourselves. I'm Joe. I am the primarily the drummer of Disaster Artists. And I'm Chris. I'm primarily the bassist. We both do it all, though, yeah. I would say. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I'm so excited. Um, but I wanted to ask you to start out. Uh, where did the name come from, like Disaster, disaster Artist? So do you do you want to say either? Um, I'll take it because I probably I yeah I read the Joe book. read the book. So okay. but we so, yeah. um have been huge fans of the room since like middle school. We I don't even know how we found it. Like, probably just like one of our friends were like, you have to see this like. <laughs> video yeah. and I'm, yeah i'm sure you know the room yeah so yeah. we've just been obsessed with that mainly because of the just the like youtube videos we used to see but then we both watched the movie like four times in high school and each time we watched it we would show someone and we'd be like you have to see this this movie is just absurdly insane <laughs> so we were big fans of it fans of it it's so insane but um <laughs> I think the biggest reason we chose the name for the band is because when we had started making because we've been making music together since we were kids and we had been in a band previously, like before the artist. But when we came back to when we hadn't made music just us for uh, probably like four or five years, maybe but oh, wow. until we came back to disaster artist. So w when we were making first started making this band, we felt like the name Disaster Artist made so much sense for us because it, the movie is about, or is so bad that it's good. And <laughs> yeah. we were like, yeah, we wanted to make stuff that was so bad that it was good. So I think that's really- and I think also though, like, cause Chris didn't read the book, but yeah, I was reading true. the book and like, Tommy is just like, honestly, so inspiring, <laughs> even though he is like insane. He just like, he has so much faith in making this movie, even though it's like, obviously terrible but he puts everything he has into it and i think that was like the most inspiring thing for me was like it's a story of someone who like tries so hard even even though they make something terrible it still is has value because they put their heart into it and it isn't even terrible it's beautiful you know because <laughs> they made something that they cared about so much that it ends up still having like a uh, um uh, insane impact on society so i think that's what like really yeah. spoke to us mm -hmm. have you guys seen the like documentary about him called disaster artist the, yes we yeah. have seen yeah, yeah. we also love yeah. that movie. that movie yeah. is pretty great yeah that's how i thought it was named after but i was like i'm gonna see <laughs> well, um, is by greg mm -hmm. who is uh which, which is what the disaster artist movie was based off of was the yeah. book and greg is the like uh second yeah but yeah, we did love the yeah, movie yeah. the movie is also amazing too. yeah yeah just a pretty awesome. cool story about a crazy dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome. um so you guys dropped 10 albums in one year which is absolutely insane but i wanted to ask you guys about your um like process of writing music because making 10 albums in a year is literally so crazy <laughs> and I applaud you for being able to do that it's amazing and all of them are great like for the past three days I've been listening to your entire discography so but it's like amazing that you guys did that and I want to know how you guys write songs like are they like really fast or do some take longer 
Yeah, so I mean, that's a great question. Uh, I think uh, for us, every song is different and it really depends on the song. A lot of times the song will like let you know what it needs and yeah. how it's supposed to be made. But we also, I think, learned so much from doing 10 albums that now our songwriting technique, I think, is a lot different than when than what it was when we started. Or at least for me, I think Joe was writing a lot differently than me. But I used to be so emotion based when I, I would write stuff and I still am. But I would be I would it would be more like I would just like lay down a bunch of stuff into logic and just like feel it out. And that's what it would be. I would just be like, all right, whatever I sang is going to be the song. I'm never going to go back and change it. But I've been doing a lot more now because I think we did so much writing of just like I'll revise a lot of stuff more and I'll be a little more more methodical. What's the word? You know, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm more about the songs each. I don't know. It's weird. We learned so much through doing yeah. it of yeah. different techniques. But I mean, I think the biggest thing, though, is that each one of those albums was like written so differently. And yeah, that's, that's why true. we made 10, because we, each one of those was like, like for the Man of the Iron Mask, we were like, this whole record is going to be live improv song. So we were just like literally we would just get in the room together and then make noise for <laughs> yeah. 10 seconds and then be like all right that's the song we're gonna like make lyrics for this but then with like um pleasure, pleasure it was like songs we had been writing for a long time that then we just put all together and then some songs that chris would make would he would bring to me and i would finish it or vice versa but and then like um what else did we do yeah uh, <laughs> they struggle with the first one which yeah. i think is the was probably the longest to make because a lot of those songs were like years old mm -hmm. so it really you know the yeah, record it's all different techniques we just were really inspired by king gizzard yeah and king gizzard was always putting out music as you know so we were just like fuck it we're gonna try to get 10 records yeah. out this year so we just did whatever we could to get to 10 records kind of which is why like for us we listen to some of those records and we're like oh there's things we could change but it's also mm -hmm. like that whole year is almost in itself a record so yeah i kind of those albums as one big collection yeah, yeah. So i can't be like oh what could i fix because 10 is insane you're right like that's it better but you know they are what they are now so that's a kind of a beautiful thing too yeah mm -hmm. listening back recently too to them and it's just it's really weird to listen back to a whole year of music and be like wow i can like it really goes through our whole, our whole year and you can hear the like changes and what we were listening to and stuff, which is just super that's, cool. That's going to be so cool to do, though. That's so it's, cool. Uh, <laughs> or to go back and look at because we never had yeah. never done before, like been able to look and see exactly what we were into at the time. when. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. Yeah. So what was your guys first show that you guys played together? For Either Disaster? Yeah, or, for disaster artists, or you could say like in general too. <laughs> in general, it was definitely a talent show, <laughs> yeah. which I think is kind of cute. Wait, did Johnny be good with our dad? With our dad? With our dad? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did. We got that yeah. on video. That's like probably the first time we were ever I think on so. stage. And I yeah, I mean, and we used to be. I was so nervous to be on stage still, even up until probably like this year. I'm. Just, I mean, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, but but because uh, we're we're both so shy it's insane so like <laughs> like, like oh yeah yeah but, um, you derailed the question yeah i did derail the question no, it's okay. um oh what was our first show we played at the meadow yes um in november like december early december of 2022 
right? 2022. Yeah. 20, I think. I think, <laughs> I think so. so. I think so. I think December but, of 2022. Yeah. There was like nobody there. Everyone had left for, cause we were the last band. Everyone left. <laughs> yeah. I think they were, there was like two <laughs> other people that weren't our homies yeah. were there. Oh, wow. <laughs> only the most fun, so fun show we've ever yeah. had. Oh yeah, definitely. Just improv the whole thing. And it was like, it was one of our, it was probably our most like unhinged set. <laughs> yeah. It was the most like a uh, production heavy set we have done. So uh, today, we, I, we, I was using like a laptop and I just had a bunch of beats and samples I was playing to the whole time and it was yeah. kind of crazy but it was fun yeah no there was like one person after the set who's like that was awesome I think it was race <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah race who's been to a oh, lot of race yeah I just <laughs> met race yeah <laughs> it's our there, first show ever crazy oh my gosh yeah. that's crazy yeah race is awesome I literally just met them like the other day <laughs> they're so cool yeah they're the coolest but yeah it was crazy that they were at that show because it was like no one was there so and then they came up to us after and they were like this is sick so we were like all right maybe we should keep doing this yeah yeah i did want to say though in the video of you guys playing with your dad um chris you still have like the same stance when you play (laughs) i thought that was so funny i was like oh my god i thought the like like yeah i do i don't know it's never going away, which is wholesome. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, it is. It was yeah. just funny. I was like, oh my gosh, I knew exactly. Like, it was so funny. Yeah. But um, I did want to talk to you, Joe, about Pops Tuna, because I just discovered Pops Tuna like recently, and I absolutely love all of the music like made from it, especially Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde oh. is fire. I love that song. <laughs> oh my gosh, on repeat. But um. I know you used to play shows as Pops Tuna, and some people are wondering if you're ever going to do that again. <laughs> Will Pops Tuna come back? <laughs> Will I? Um, so the thing about Pops Tuna is I love Pops Tuna because it is like... <laughs> think about Pops Tuna. Think about Pops Tuna. I love Pops Tuna. <laughs> I do love Pops Tuna. I love those songs, and I loved playing those songs. Um, but I... I kind of like hated being like the front man of a band mm-hmm. and like not playing the drums. So I don't know, like I'll probably do it at some point if I end up writing more songs for it. But right now I am just playing the drums and yeah. I love playing the drums. So I think that's what I'm going to keep doing. But it, I, th- I don't think I'm going to say that there's never going to be a pop yeah. tuna show. There's like, there definitely will. I think so for sure. Cause I mean, because I'm writing more more music like right now. I just awesome. I don't want to put like, a time limit on it because it's not something that like I'm not just gonna do a pop studio show just to do a pop studio show. You know, like I want to yeah. make sure, like I got a cool album coming out or something because it's really personal to me. I think that's the thing with pop studio is that like it's hard for me to play those songs just whenever. It has to be like the, the right time for me to. Yeah, definitely. But I don't totally know. Understand. That's the best answer, but. <laughs> Take Pop- your time. No one's pushing you. <laughs> but- <laughs> Pop Tuna will come back one, one day. One day, for sure. sure. Pop Tuna shall yeah. resurrect. I think we've been, like, writing so much stuff, too, together, so that mm-hmm. it can define time yeah. to write We're so busy. Would- That's the yeah. thing, too. It's like, uh, yeah. we have so much disaster artist stuff going on that it is hard for me to even find time to do some Pop Tuna shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But it'll come back, for sure. This has nothing to do with, like, your guys' personal music, but... um. I was like talking to my friend the other day and I was like, this is a really good question for an interview. So 
Um, what was like the first album or song you like ever downloaded onto like your iPod Shuffle or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> or MP3 player? I don't know. Listening <laughs> to that actually. The Literally album. like two yeah, days ago. First came yeah. to the That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, Ain't no rest for the wicked. Probably was the first song. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still love that record so much. We yeah. were thinking of covering some of the songs off that record. Yeah. Because be awesome. so good. But yeah, I think. It was for me. Oh, though, it might it have was been on my body by um, oh, Young the Giant. Young the Giant. Yeah, that's oh. in my heart when I heard it. Like I love that song. It's so good. It's oh my like, gosh. Sure. It also could have been Feel Good Inc., but I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I think it was my my body yeah. though. That was like the song that made me want to write songs though. I heard that yeah, song and yeah. I was like, I need to do this. <laughs> yes. I feel this. <laughs> is so good. It really is so good. So you guys are a part of Tuna Collective. Obviously, you're like the creators of Tuna Collective. But um so I just want to like talk about your friend collaborations and stuff like that because you guys are obviously very close friends. And um your album I forget. I don't exactly know what it's but called. But the city of angels and androids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always just refer to it as Big Mac. So. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, honestly. Yeah. But um, I wanted to talk to you about your process of making that album with um Josh from. Yeah. 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 So we were roommates with Josh for four years. We were college roommates. Or what? Four, three, or three four years. years. Um, but we've always been making because Josh was in Cowboy Cowboy with us. So we've all been making music yeah. with Josh. We and love Josh. Fun fact also, Josh and I, before even Cowboy Cowboy, oh which we, Josh apparently just found these. I've I listened to the, these. <laughs> we, Josh and I, when jo- when we got into school, Josh was like, yo, I want to make like a cover project with you. So we, so him and I just made like a whole cover project. And I think it was like eight cover songs that were all like punk-ish versions. But it's like the most insane songs to cover. Yeah, it's, it's like, like <laughs> not what you think like Josh and Chris. Like if you look at our bands now, you look yeah. at Friend and Disaster Artists now, these are not the songs that yeah. you <laughs> would like, think they like would cover. Obscure picks. It's like, there. no, it's not even yeah, obscure. It's, it's like, like pop songs. Sunflower, yeah, by Post Malone. <laughs> That's Post Malone, right? Yeah, yeah. Post <laughs> Malone and like, um, I think, uh, what we didn't say anything, so... No, Beverly Hills, which oh, is, Beverly like, Hills. even more obscure yeah. by What? Lee. Yeah, it's just, Leaser like... cover. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying, like, why? Do the yeah, Leaser cover. They're great. <laughs> they are fun. good. They are good. But yeah. we've always been making music with Josh, so... And I, th- I think... But honestly, that the story of that album being created is kind of cool, because it was, like... Resurrection? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. and Josh had started it first. They were just making, like, these spacey Yeah, because I, for my solo project, I was doing a lot of, like, ambient synth-type stuff, mm-hmm. and not doing punk. And both of us, I think, wanted to make, like, a like a cyberpunk thing together, because we, yeah. like, we love Blade Runner, and so I think we were probably... And there's we also played this game called Twilight Imperium, which is this big epic board game thing. Yeah. yeah. Probably had just played that, yeah. so we were really hyped up on like space space yeah. themed themed things. But so, they made like three songs, and the first three songs were just incredible. I was <laughs> I heard the first, and I was like, all right, that's it. I'm on this. Like I just like inserted yeah. into the creation yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> But then Josh and I had, like, some songs we had been working on that were going to be, like, Pops Tuna, uh, Friends Splits. But we were just like, nah, this is this is cyberpunk. So we just ended up kind of yeah. – because it was over when Chris and I had COVID. So we were just oh. 
that's that's so it started most of the tracks i think were done together yeah. in our when we lived with josh in mm-hmm. and they were just done in i think probably mostly my bedroom and we would just like make the beats and then scream over it and then we got covid and then we sent a couple backs tracks back and forth but it was really fun to do that project because it was one of the first ones or i guess cowboy cowboy 2 was a concept record but we really tried to take like the concept with it and do a lot of like like josh and i would just like talk to each other as like people on the streets (laughs) and try to like uh say stuff that would be going on in the world and it was a lot of like uh I guess world building type of stuff, yeah, which yeah. was really fun to do. That's like that. our favorite. Yeah, and we love doing that with them. That's like we are all we all bond over like D and D and like yeah. fantasy stuff. So it just made sense for us to do something like that, which That's we probably awesome. would do another. But yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, and building off the like storytelling and stuff for Goblin Night, I was there. It was amazing. But um. Yeah when uh danny i believe his name is from ask about my films yeah yeah Yeah. that whole uh speech in the beginning that was so crazy but i did want to talk to you guys about goblin night and like how it felt playing that show because that show was crazy yeah that that show was insane (laughs) yeah i like (laughs) injured my body before that show too that show was insane we had so that was actually the second time we did that performance out live and the first time we did it, I didn't bring my bass, so I just sang the entire time. Well, I just screamed the entire time, and I got so dehydrated and sick after that I just, like, vomited right after the set, which was awful. Kind of cool, but, like, <laughs> a terrible, terrible experience. <laughs> yeah, I would not want it ha- to happen again. So for the Goblin Night, I was like, okay, guys, I'm not going to sing because, like, I, every time I sing, I get carried away, and I'm going to just get exhausted because I have too much fun doing it. And they were like, okay, yeah, 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 you won't sing. We were like, we got you. Like, yeah. you don't have to sing. Yeah. Any of us can do it. And I think I was literally the first person to sing. I think yeah. I sang, like, two minutes into the night. It wasn't even two minutes. It was like we had, we, like, maybe played, like, one bar. And, I just and then Chris was screaming, like, yeah. immediately. <laughs> it, it, was yeah. it, was, it was insane. It was a really fun night, though. But, yeah. We improved that whole thing yeah. though. So like, and I felt yeah. like that we hadn't like I, we didn't know what it was gonna be like once there were people there. I think was the th- like that because the time we played before it was dead. So we were playing to nobody, which was awesome, and we all had a great time because we always have a great time. But like once people were there, the energy was just like insane. <laughs> yeah, because I was. Like, so wild. It felt like we were in space. Like it, that's what it, it felt. Like. It was so wild from an audience perspective. I, oh my god, it was insane. I was like, I turned around. There was like these three shirtless dudes just like killing each other, and I was like, oh my god. I like ran away. <laughs> I was like, I need to get out of here. Yeah, that it was it was kind of crazy. Yeah. It was nuts, but um. <laughs> Jake from Venus Twins did hop on your drums, though, at one point. Yes. I did see that. And I wanted to talk to you about, like, playing with Venus Twins, because you guys have, like, the same vibe. You're both twins. It's, like, super awesome and weird. But, like, that's got to be so cool to, like, have shows with them. And they're awesome people, too. So like, Oh, we love the Venus we Twins. We love Shouts the out. Venus yeah. Twins. Just, we were just um, in New York. In New York, we yeah. just their show they played with a for godcasters release show and they had us come up and uh like draw on stage for them mm-hmm. 
played. Yeah, it was, it was really honestly an amazing experience. Like, it was really fun, but it also, like, helped me, like, I feel like get a lot looser with my art, which I feel really grateful for them for. <laughs> yeah, because they're, like, like, exploding with yeah, art after It was that. awesome. It's pretty great, but, but yeah, we, love we love them. them. I mean, we have had them come to our house before where we've jammed yeah. together. Like, we were, we've done kind of, like, a high future people thing where it was like I was on the drums, Jake was on the drums, Chris was on bass, and that was on bass, and we were all playing together. And that was probably the noisiest our That's, street like has ever been. Yeah. yeah. But but we love playing. With them yeah, too. we love them. I don't want to say too much about like our what we got cooking, but we're definitely There's things in the works for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exciting. <laughs> no, but um yeah, I did want to talk to you about doing that art too. Was it just like improv like Venus Twins posters based off their music or like how yeah, did you guys go about it? They possessed us. So like that's yeah. exactly what, <laughs> what it felt like. It felt like a possession for sure. Because I was I just like, did, yeah, like I was <laughs> like, yeah. And I would just yeah. listen to how Matt's playing the bass, and my hand would just like draw. That's it was so really, sick. Yeah, it was pretty it was cool. cool. It was really cool. But we're just improving it. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. simple how we make music. I think that's kind of how it felt at least. Yeah, it did. It was definitely the closest. Uh, that drawing has ever felt to making music for me. Yeah. Which was cool. That's so awesome. But you guys do so much art, like, all the time. And your art is amazing. <laughs> like, it's so good. But um, you also, like, make some of your clothes, too, that you sell as merch also. So I wanted to ask you guys, what was your favorite, like, what's your favorite medium to work in, in art? That's a great question. Oh. I mean, I... Th- I love like the stop motion. Yeah, I well, I love the stop motion stuff. I think it's the most rewarding at the end. You're like, (laughs) wow, that it looks amazing. I'm so happy I did that. But it is the most stressful one. So I think drawing can be the most. Sometimes drawing the best because it's just like a totally yeah. like empty of my mind. I can't I mean? draw so much right now though because I've been drumming so much that it's like <laughs> it hurts to draw sometimes. But I think it go, I go through phases with my art where like yeah, it's all honestly it's all equally as yeah. fun. It just depends on the mood you're in. Yeah, I think really the airbrush stuff though I love because I think I feel like it feels kind of close to tattooing in a way because it's like permanent big style pieces but it's clothing so it doesn't matter as much if, as if someone's yeah. in the, so I get to like be kind of creative with stuff that is in a way semi-permanent you know we used to do uh screen printing too and that was so fun that was I loved doing it but it, it, we can't do it here anymore which mm. got, but I that's always like if if anyone out there wants to pick up something screen printing I think is a cool thing to get into for sure um I had a question, but I forget what it was. But anyways, um, I did want to talk to you about um, Eggman because you guys wrote and recorded that in three days, which is oh, mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys I like did that. Yeah, we, that was we, we, that we had COVID for that. Yeah. That's really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just kept wow. waking up, being like, "All right, how many songs can we make today?" So we would just we would wake up and make like three basically every day until I think because what is Eggman's like eight songs? Or yeah, something, something like about that. that. Mm. Yeah, so I think we made like three one day, three the next day, and then it was like two and a half yeah, or something we, the next day. But that one we was, crushed was it super out. easy too because I think we knew exactly like what we were inspired by and what we wanted to make. So it was just it came out so fast because we knew exactly what we wanted. Yeah, with it, it, it wasn't like it had been marinating yeah, yeah. for a while. Yeah, 
And but I also think that record is so interesting too because it reminds me of like specific things so distinctly for me. Like it reminds me of that uh, film we watched. Whenever I think of Eggman, I Holy think Adam. of no, it's uh, the vampire one. Uh, interviews with a vampire. vampire. We watched Why? that during when we were. Oh, we, we did. We watched so it like when I think of that record. It, yeah. That's the only thing I think of is just interviews with a vampire. I'm just yeah. like this whole record is just. <laughs> Music. Well, because also, um, The Box. The Box, that's one of the songs on it, is all about being a vampire. Which I think Chris and I have written about vampires at least like, 20 times yeah, in like all of our projects. But, uh, yeah, that's probably our best vampire song. <laughs> also, Fangs. I made that with Autumn from Friend. There's a song called Fangs by Emotina and Pastuna. That's a good vampire song, too. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, I did remember my question, but it was like about your stop motion music videos. How long did those take you guys to make? Uh, well, no. <laughs> it depends. You know, like our first one, Acid is America Cheese, probably took like a month or two. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. But it's not like a, we would. It's so hard to say how long they take. Yeah. Like we would spend like maybe we would spend like eight hours a day working on it. But then sometimes we would spend only like three day, three hours a day working on it. But we, it, when we were doing acid as American cheese, we were working on that like pretty much every single day for a month. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we would like actually went insane when yeah. we were doing that. <laughs> that one was rough. That was for a school project. Though, yeah, so that's and we, we, we didn't oh, like cool. do time management for that one either though, because Chris and I are the biggest procrastinators. So like, it was like, yeah, it was like a month until this thing was due, and we were like, oh, man, we should really start Yeah, this. we should do this. But then we kept like, not starting it until yeah. it was too late, and then we were just doing eight-hour yeah. days. It but it, was... Yeah, it really depends. The most recent one we did for we've been working on somebody else yeah. has been probably like maybe two months of work or something. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, it just depends. But it's it's really rewarding, so it's always really mm-hmm. cool to see. Because you yeah, shot... They always, yeah, they always look awesome, so... <laughs> Thank you. They, yeah, they, it feels like magic. Yeah, yeah it, it feels really like does. the most like you're being a wizard. It makes right me feel now. like I'm, <laughs> which is so cool. Like you're, I'm just like, what? I can't yeah. believe that that's moving. Like it's crazy. <laughs> um, so your dad does uh some of your cover art and uh obviously plays instruments as well. I wanted to know how like big of an inspiration he is for you guys and like what you guys do. I would say he's Huge. probably the biggest. Yeah. Like, yeah. He looms large in, in yeah. our influences, for sure. Yeah. Um, he's, I think, why we have such a... I think both Joe and I have always been really, like, try to be super open with art, and I think we get that from him. He's always been, like, anyone can be an artist as long as you make things, and he's always about not being, like, so critical on yourself and just making for the piece of it, and I yeah. think that's something that we try to... Because he literally just makes art every single day, like, just to make art, like, for no other reason, you know? And it's just a selfless act of Yeah, creation, and it's kind so. of, art is, like, a great form of therapy, so I think that's mm-hmm. what we've got from him, and also he's just the most talented. Yeah, like, his style specifically, yeah. I think, yeah. is kind of what we make more than anybody else, and, like, with, with music, too, he is, like, the reason we listen to the certain certain music we listen to. Yeah, also, but definitely, but. I think visual art for sure. Like the art he made, it's always been hung up around our house, so it's that style has always stuck with us and feels like very like it's like home. Yeah, yeah it's like home. Not, 
of a art, dream yeah. world and i don't know yeah <laughs> but we definitely love his art um, yeah we gotta share some more of his art though because he's got yeah. so much that he doesn't share and he's gotta he's gotta show people because it's great it yeah because really yeah, cool. the room that you guys like play in that you take videos and stuff that big piece is your pleasure album cover art yeah and that's your dad's piece correct yeah, yeah. That, that has piece been is so awesome uh, that piece has always been in my room so i'll always wake up and i see that painting and i'm just like wow i am so lucky to be alive you know because like <laughs> it's just the most beautiful yeah. thing you can see mm-hmm. when you wake up but yeah yeah and then you're like i don't need to go outside <laughs> yeah the sun the sun's <laughs> right there <laughs> But our our grandfather, also our dad's father, is was also a visual artist, and he did the cover for our first album. Um, but he's, I feel like, another huge influence for us yeah, too. For and sure. our dad, like, is our grandfather's art because he he made these like collage pieces where he would just like take. Do we have one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, well. I think, yeah, we, with our stop motion, I think our grandfather kind of inspired us a lot. Yeah, which is yeah. interesting, cool. That's cool. And there's also a video. I don't know if it's a music video or if it was on Instagram. I forget. But you guys asked your dad to like draw what he felt during like listening to your music, I think, which was really cool. But it's probably one of the things off of the stomach bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was awesome. But um, I saw the other day you had like a post on your Instagram where it was like the poll thing where people ask you questions. And you're like, what's your favorite disaster artist song? And someone said Old Money. And you were like, yeah, that took us like five minutes to make. <laughs> and that's crazy because that's like my favorite song by you guys. And I was like, how did that only take five minutes? Like, what did you guys do to make that song? Uh, that one just like, yeah, that just happened. Yeah. I think sometimes the best songs like are ones that like when you make you just like, you have to get it yeah. out and it comes out in five minutes. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, like when I mean say I what you think too that's so we were was, just we were in the room together and we had been listening to a lot of psych rock recently um we were in our king gizzard phase again yeah and we just like I think the, I had the the I, 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 yeah we screamed that and then the rest of the song just came out so fast because we liked how that sounded yeah. so much mm-hmm. that, like we have to finish it just this. felt like a drug that well yeah that yeah 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 thing. yeah like, <laughs> whoa crack in a song so we just yeah. like, finished the whole thing and then listen to it two million times and then could never listen to it again yeah because we totally yeah. played it immediately when we made it but <laughs> that's so awesome and i you've played in like i don't know if both of you have but it's like that chain link type like shirt thing like how i i don't know how to explain yeah. it yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How that's, do you play in that? That is <laughs> such a good question. It's, it weighs you down. Like, yeah. every time I've done a set in that, I I don't know how I make it through it. I really don't. Because <laughs> it is exhausting. I can't even I, imagine. Yeah, I don't have an answer. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just brutal. brutal. It, you like, just hope. You just hope you can survive yeah. it. You're just like, this looks so... Oh, well, and it's really fun to use on the bass. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that helps, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I mean, it always looks so sick, but has it ever, like, made its way through an entire show, or do you end up taking it I, off? We did one no, show. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, we did, we yeah. Did, yes, we did. Are you sure? We did one show at Crayola House in Oh, yes, Virginia. we made, we were fully decked out. This is the only people. show we ever dressed 
full in our full medieval fits. Yeah. And we did the whole show in full medieval fits. That was brutal, too. And it was so hot. And yeah. then we never did it again because it was really It was so hot. late, too. And Crayola wasn't that packed. But who everyone who was there was going insane. So, like, <laughs> cool I think it was, like, the night before Halloween. Or it was close to Halloween. So everyone was, like, in costumes, too. And it was just, like... Um, insane because Crayola House like if you haven't been it looks like a dungeon <laughs> like so <laughs> this full medieval gear it almost felt like we were like <laughs> yeah in like, medieval times it was awesome it was really fun yeah that's so awesome um so you guys also did a collab with Lemon Prom for yeah. your disaster artist lore um so awesome by the way I read it all it's so sick but um I want like you guys can go into more detail about the DA lore because I'm so interested. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back to get the charger. But yeah, so I mean, we we love Lemon Prom, and that was awesome to have them involved on that. They, I think, captured the idea in such a great way. Like we would not have been able to get it across in the way they were able to, which was so cool. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that right now, I think what's because we have one song out called Metal Wars, which mm-hmm. is like the whole supposed to like set up the world that basically that we kind of see our music in. Which yeah, so you got it, channel. Okay, sorry, Joe's distracting me by plug the charger <laughs> in all this. But yeah, so, yeah, charger problems. Well, I mean, I think the most important thing. To about when it comes to the lore is Chris and I's Minecraft map because Chris and I made a Minecraft map um, that's like an adventure map in Minecraft that we worked on for like five years so we like have always loved world building and I think a lot of the disaster artist lore comes from this Minecraft map we built um, yeah it's I mean the Minecraft map is a lot different because it's full like it's a full like fantasy D&D medieval thing and the the disaster artist lore is is not that, but it is definitely inspired by like fantasy stuff. But basically, the whole the metal wars and like what what out is out right now is just that there was this. Uh, do you want to? You probably can of the synopsis. Yeah, give a little synopsis of it. Um, oh man, we just like <laughs> it. There's a lot to it, and we yeah. haven't like sat down because the, the big goal for us is eventually we want to make a big comic book of the whole story because we would love to be able to just have it fully fleshed out and then do maybe something else with it but yeah but i don't know um i just think we love love storytelling so like it always felt like a necessary part of our band was to have a story that goes with it because we kind of always like we had a band in high school together I'm not gonna say the name of because I don't want anybody to find it. But we did the <laughs> no. same stuff. Like we were, we would like have us characters and stories that went with the the releases of the music. But I think what makes uh, the disaster artist world so cool is like we have honestly been building this for so long. It's been like two years of brainstorming, and the story that we told with Ben it, or Lemon Brom is like kind of just the introduction to that story that we've been working on for so long so that's why it's like we're kind of waiting yeah a little till bit. we have the story fully fleshed out until we really start telling the, the whole tale. thing yeah because yeah. it is like I, that's why it's like hard for us to like talk, talk about, about it yeah. right now because it's, it is so like 
Yeah, and we we haven't like sat down and like written it out on paper yet, so we don't know the intricacies of the story. Yeah. But basically, it's about a post-apocalyptic world where these two wizards that have, I guess, uh, magical powers. magical powers have to survive in this changed world and. Should I yeah. say any more about it? Because there's a lot to it, but I don't know if I want to give anything away. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't, because it, it really does, like, the story we have, I think, we we think it's really cool. We've been working yeah. really hard to try to write something sick. So we're just yeah. trying to wait for the right time to yeah. tell the story. But Metal Wars, which was is the thing that is out, is about the robot uprising that happens, and then the rest of the, uh, I guess, the East Coast, the dealing with this robot ro- uprising. And, yeah learning how to survive against the robots that's what metal wars is about and then we have a whole other thing for after that kind of like the the point of metal wars 2 was that it was supposed to be like kind of incoherent in the storytelling because when you listen to that song it is isn't really like the most linear story where you can hear and be like i know exactly what's happening we kind of wanted it to feel like it was like a like a long lost tale exactly yeah, yeah like, like that got lost in uh, interpretation and stuff yeah. because it was supposed to happen so long ago in the actual like disaster versus war. Yeah. So once we tell this new story, where it's going to be more like you'll be able to know what's happening. Yeah. But, yeah. That's so awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Long winded explanation of not <laughs> us explaining the lore. <laughs> Just like little snippets of it. It was good enough, though. <laughs> um, but I, you did mention the Minecraft world, which is my next question. Um, so that took you guys five years to make. And, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so impressive. Like, I sat there last night and watched it. And I was like, what? It's like, no way. Like, I suck at Minecraft. I can't build. I can, like, kill stuff, but I can't build in it. And I was just, like, looking at it. I was like, oh, my gosh. To, like, actually know the people who made, like, those crazy castles is, like, so crazy. But um, what made you guys put uh, Man in the Iron Mask as, like, the music over that? Yeah, so I think for us it was kind of like we had this Minecraft world <laughs> that we made for fun that we had spent so obscenely long on. And we were now we have a medieval record we might as well just use this world because we wanted to show people, but we were like, we also don't know if it's... It's so... Because it's run on such an old version of Minecraft that it's honestly impossible to share with people because it crashes all the time. <laughs> yeah, you like, can't play it. Yeah, so it, it's like we were like trying to get friends on it and it just would never work. So we were like, you know what? Like We're just going to make a music video out of this and that will be cool enough. And I, I still like... Because I'm never probably going to play that Minecraft map again. I feel like that music video is the perfect place for it. Yeah, yeah. Because then we can go back and we'll look at our Minecraft map. Which yeah. is, so that's kind of really what it was about. But yeah, that Minecraft map is just a reminder of how much like work I should have been doing in college. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which one of you guys were playing in the video? Uh Oh, Good questions. It was probably me. It I probably was, was Joe. I'm pretty crazy on the No, no, no. I think it was me. <laughs> Joe was like, you do a really good job at, like, showcasing it. As that might have been true. Yeah. So I think it was me. Yeah. Wait, you use a trackpad for Minecraft? Oh, yeah. yeah we're, Yo, what? It took us five years. That's the yeah. only reason. <laughs> That's crazy. Wait, there's, like, kids who play Minecraft here all the time, and they're, like, using the trackpad. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Heroes. Heroes. 
Someone's got to do it. You know? <laughs> got like crazy skills. I don't know how you do that. But um, I did also want to ask about your Bloodline Scream album. That was all on a tape recorder, correct? Yeah. Live. Um, how did you like? Was that at a show or were you guys like in your house doing it too? Or so um, that with our friends. Our friend James Lehman, who James Lehman is the coolest. James also did Super Tramp with me, which was the pop student record. He plays the drums on it, does a lot of guitar and stuff on it too. He made that record sound. Yeah, they also uh, a beast, but mastered our first record. Yeah, but um, we had just been we've worked with James on a lot of stuff, and we James had a project where they I think they were just supposed to record a, something on the tape. So they were like, "Yo, um, I know you guys are." playing punk crazy music right now do you want to do like a, a tape sesh and we had just we were doing the girlfriend music video at that time so we had been like practicing like crazy for because we were just gonna go play a set at groovy air where we, we recorded the whole set just so we can make that girlfriend music video so but we were just we're practicing all the time because we wanted to be super tight and it just so happened that like it lined up that both of those things were in the same weekend so we went and did that tape sesh in UArts, which is our our old school where we graduated from, with James to tape, um, yeah. and it came out pretty sick because yeah, that's like the it. only drum and bass thing or a full drum and bass thing we have from that first year, and like that's all we do at our shows is just drum and bass. So Maybe, I feel like yeah. it's a good uh, it showcases what what the live show is kind of like. Is cool. yeah. yeah, but it sucks though because that was also like when we had just written a lot of those songs. So I, I personally feel like we play them way better now. Yeah, but yeah. That's what it, those recordings are, and they're, yeah, they're still there's super magic in them. Also, yeah. I think it's really funny because the record is called Bloomline Scream, which is a technique that's used <laughs> for recording, but which we went to school for like recording and. <laughs> Freaking spelt it I spelled it wrong. Like, I spelled it wrong. Like, and I don't even think we used. Oh no, we did use that type. Yeah, of I think we did. But, but yeah, I spelled it wrong, which is so embarrassing. But, but <laughs> there are so many misspelled songs on our first year. Like it's absurd. Yeah, if you search, you can find. I think there's at least like salt eight. and vinegar is definitely <laughs> spelled wrong. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's no way I spelled that right. So. Um. So you guys have had. I, like I said before, um, Jake from Venus Women's hop on the drums for like a little bit. It wasn't like a big deal, but um, you did have Pons. It was a big deal for me. I was yeah, like, it was a huge deal for you, but like it wasn't like whoa, like he played like the whole set. It was just like a little yeah, simple yeah, tap. Yeah. <laughs> um, you did have the lead guitars for Pons hop on one of your sets at the Haven. Yes. It was a house show Philly thing. Was that planned or? Did he just uh, like come on? The night, uh, yeah. Sam just like came up to us and was like, "Yo, if you guys want me to ever play guitar, like let me know." And we were like, "Do it tonight, like right now." <laughs> yeah. And they were like, "Okay." Um, but we also then literally the week after that we played with Jack from Ponds also. So it was mm. Jack and Sam from Ponds. It was two yeah. drummers, but there was literally all, that was another show where it was like five people there and then like double drummers to five people it was crazy yeah. but, <laughs> but that was really crazy too because sam had never played with us or jam like yeah. sam the song going into it and they killed it yeah they, they made it so, so much better far. Yeah. that was also like we were gonna put that on our new record that we're working on but we ended up not using that song oh, yeah, and ever yeah. playing it again that was the first time we ever played it maybe the only time but that's what i'm saying it was the yeah. only time we've ever played that song was with sam so that was it like, yeah yeah that's crazy actually which i didn't realize till just now either which is pretty fun 
Um, what is your guys' favorite song to play live? Because I know you can play more bass a lot, but like, do you guys have a song that you love to play? Yeah, it used so, to be more bass. It used to be more bass. I think we are retiring. But also, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely retiring more bass for a bit. I think. Just for a little. Yeah, long we. Bit, but. Yeah. Um, our, our new set. I think we're trying to go. I don't know. We were. We we found a sound that like resonates with us performing a lot more. We were like really, I think, the first year like trying to find the sound we wanted to to do, and now with this new record, I think we really like. Yeah. It. I'm I'm loving. I don't it. know. What's your fa- my favorite? favorite off of it? Is probably. And the thing the, is, it just I like all all of the songs. Yeah, I, our new record. I, Every song on the new record I love to play, but probably Edge of the Blade is my favorite one to play. Yeah, I like Crushing. 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 Yeah. <laughs> There's no also, we, we just added a new song to the record card called Scarecrow, and I think that might be my favorite to play now, because that yeah. song is so weird. I love it. But more bass... More bass and California Grass were yeah. definitely Also, my Propaganda. Yes. Oh, oh, propaganda. Really yeah, I propaganda was our best. Song. But we yeah. just stopped propaganda for a little bit we the our thing is we cannot like keep playing the same song for more than two mm-hmm. shows yeah we just get so bored of everything that we need to switch up the set like yeah this i think this set that we're doing now is like we're gonna try to stick with it for a while but it's the longest who knows ever, if we will yeah, it's been like three shows and i think that's already the longest we've stuck with some songs yeah but i don't think we've had a consistent set until now yeah <laughs> Um, and you guys have also been like writing songs, obviously constantly, but you're kind of dropping them on Instagram, which I think is like really cool. But um, are you guys gonna be using those songs for anything, or are you just like? I think some, it dep- yeah, yeah, it depends. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I mean, because we, we were doing like this TikTok thing where we were just trying to uh, make a song every day, which we stopped doing because it was very difficult. Oh, but I'm I. Sure. Do- we had like a lot of fun doing it yeah. for when we were doing it, and a lot of the songs we were writing for that stayed. But not every song is we're gonna keep. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, we, whatever we thought was or whatever resonated with us the most is kind of what we're yeah. But I still love with. like putting stuff out even if it's not gonna be officially released because I think it's cool to just like if I like something I'll show people on the internet, you know. Yeah. Um, and on your Instagram and everything, you guys always say, like, oh, next stop on our quest, like, and you're going to this place. So I wanted to ask, what is your ultimate goal of your quest overall? That's oh, a I great love that question. question. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I think it's to make people happy. Yeah, spread music. love with our music. I think that's the biggest thing. That is the Inspire quest. people to make things. Yeah. That's a good, I think, probably, yeah. And... Meet as many other twin bands as possible. Yeah. <laughs> My quest for twin domination. Uh, yeah, and I think specifically, <laughs> too, all. like, I would hope that, like, our music can make people feel... Because, like, both Joe and I, I think, have been struggling a lot with, like, just being ourselves. And, you know, and a lot of... It's, I think that's a hard thing for anybody sometimes. You can feel, like, get imposter syndrome or feel, like, uncomfortable and stuff. And I hope, like, our music can help people maybe feel like more comfortable yeah. being themselves we make doing definitely weird stuff so if, if we can make weird stuff that someone likes you can be yourself and other people are gonna be accepting of that yeah. you know but i think that definitely at least for us recently we've been really trying to like push that with yeah. our music and stuff mm-hmm. so 
That's awesome. Um, but you guys do have like big shows coming up. I think you guys said you're going to Virginia. Yes. yes. We got Mac Rock we got Mac tomorrow. Rock. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited. We're very, very excited. We're on a, such a stacked bill, so and we're excited to see all the bands. It's a great. Yeah, we're uh, staying the next day just to listen to the other bands, so we're we're pretty hyped. Yeah. It should be really fun. But other than that, we got a few tours that we're cooking up, so we should be doing some other cool shows yeah, in the yeah. future also. Where do you, where would you guys love to play? Like to travel to play at? Like a venue or just like a state? Um, state. Or venue, whatever. Venue Australia is yeah, like the Australia dream place. Yeah, amazing. But yeah. dream venue is Union Transfer. Yeah, Union Transfer yeah. is our dream. Mm-hmm. It's been because that's like where we saw all of our favorite bands. Like in, pretty much like when I lived in New Jersey before moving to Philly, I would always go to the Union Transfer shows and just and the church also would yeah. be another venue. But those are like probably the two where I'm like yeah. I need to play at those places. Before I die, it would be a dream. Um, yeah, I, we'd, I'd also love to go out west because we've been on the East Coast our whole life. So mm-hmm. it'd be cool to go out west yeah. and see California or tour out in the Midwest. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, well, that's like almost all the questions I have for you guys. So, um, but this was an awesome interview. Thank you guys for doing this. But um, thank I you. Just, yeah, I want to ask what is next for Disaster Artists. You can plug anything you have coming up. So we've been working, so we have, I think we might have two records coming out. We've been working on one at home ourselves that we are in love with. We really love it. It's been, I think, like the truest thing that we've made in a long time. It's really cool. And then we have another record that's going to be a lot of similar songs but it's more like a it's like a more like bloom line screens like a live yeah which is it's we love it too it's it's different vibes though it's like it's a lot more raw and punk and it's it's really cool though but they're both yeah i think different sides of us which is cool very exciting yeah and we're gonna be working on some music videos for ourselves too but we haven't started those yet because we are afraid to start <laughs> <laughs> well i'm very excited to see what you guys come up with because i love everything you've already made so <laughs> very excited but um again thank you guys so much this was such an inter- interesting interview and it was so fun to talk to you guys <laughs> but um of course um but for the listeners uh, make sure you check out disaster artists if you haven't already and uh go catch them live follow them on instagram stream their music everything And make sure you follow The Groove on Instagram. And as always, stay groovy.